You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. And before you sit down, look at somebody and say, it's good to see you today. Hallelujah. I thank you for those who gave me some cough drops right now. That's very appreciated. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I I will make it through. Praise the Lord. Amen. Get through this. Amen. So (coughs) if I'm coughing in between, please excuse me. Amen. Um, We'll get through this. Amen. Praise God. Today I want to minister a message I entitled, You Don't Get to Choose Your Enemy. You Don't Get to Choose Your Enemy. You see, as we make stands, as we make declarations over our marriages, over our families, over our lives, over our ministries, as soon as we start to make any forward progress, as soon as we start to have any chance of growing or, 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 or there's, a, there's, a, there's a little glimpse of growing, how many know that the enemy shows up? Come on, somebody say amen. The enemy always shows up when God starts to move. I want you to turn to the book of Judges. Chapter 6, and I want to read a a passage of Scripture there. Judges chapter 6, verse 3 to 6. This is out of the NIV. And the Word of God says this, Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Minyanites and the Amalekites and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped on on the land and, and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkey. They came up with their livestock and and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravish it. And then verse 6 goes on to say, The Midianites made the Israelites dirt poor, that they cried out to the Lord for help. Hallelujah. Come on, you ever cried out? Hallelujah. I'm here to let you know this morning that, that, that the thief, we all know who the thief is, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It says here in this passage of Scripture that the Minyanites uh, they, uh, they, they would come after Israel after they have planted their crops, after they have sown seed. Israel would plow the land. They would work the land, they will sow the seed, they would fertilize it, water it, take care of it. But right before the harvest came, the Mennonites would come in and destroy the harvest. They would ravish, which they would ruin the land and kill everything, crops, animals, and all. That's what the devil does to you and I. Come on, somebody. Come on, we have sown seeds in our lives. Anybody sow any seed here? Come on, we have sown seeds in the kingdom. I don't know about you, but I, I believe that we all have worked at it. Come on, are you working out your salvation? 
This is a work. We're working at it. Amen. We're sowing seeds. We're sowing into our kids, our marriages, our relationships, ministry. Amen. And right before the harvest comes, right when there's any signs of growth, the enemy at times will come in and rip us off. Come on, somebody. You ever had a movement of God in your life and everything just started, it seems like it's growing, like everything was, man, this is it. Man, it feels good. And all of a sudden, you get ripped off again. Come on. Am I talking to anyone here? Come on, if you've been saved long enough, we, we know the battle that we, we fight and how the enemy is coming uh, to kill, steal, and destroy, amen. Uh, right when we start to feel good, uh, right when we start to get our groove back. You ever made, had that groove come back? Come on, you're making, you're, you're be, you become consistent. Come on, you start to make some commitments. And the enemy comes in and rips us off. And he takes along with that our joy and takes away our victory. See, you got to understand, church, that harvest time in the Bible was always a time of celebration. I mean, they would worship uh, and praise God for a whole week. Harvest time was always a celebration time. Come on, don't you celebrate when you get paid? Come on. Don't you celebrate when, when payday comes or it hits your bank, amen? That's your harvest. Or, or something good comes your way, amen, a blessing comes your way, a, a check shows up in the, in the mail that, man, out of nowhere, you know, something comes in, and it's a, it's a great time of celebration. But right when it would come, the Mennonites would come in and take away their harvest. So if we look at this a little bit different, amen, I, 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 I believe that the enemy is looking for more, just, more than just your harvest. Because if he can take our harvest away, listen, he can also take our celebration and joy away. Are you understanding, church? So I believe that the enemy is looking, looking, listen, church, to take away our praise, take away our worship, and our gratitude away. Come on. You ever seen Christians with no gratitude? They don't look pretty good, huh? Not a, it's not a nice sight, amen. When there's celebration and a smile, there's something different. So I believe the enemy's trying to take something from us, not just our harvest, but your praise, your look, your gratitude. See, you must not let the fear of discouragement come in when you don't see your harvest right away. You, if you have faith to sow, church, anyone sowing in anything, Come on, anyone believing for somebody, amen. Anyone uh, standing in the gap, amen. Come on, as I ministered last week, are, are you standing in the gap for a promise of God? Uh, are you standing in the, in the gap, amen, waiting for a harvest to hit, uh, waiting for your healing to come, uh, waiting for your marriage to be restored, uh, waiting for uh, uh, anything else? In your, come on, is anyone waiting for anybody, anything? You're sowing seed. I don't know about you, but I, I'm waiting for blessings. I, I'm waiting for God to move in this place. Uh, but I'm here to let you know if you have faith to sow, uh, I'm here to let you know that you have a right to reap. Your hard work that you put into church, something should come back to you. But you have to defend your harvest. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to defend this land. I'm going to defend my home. I'm going to defend my marriage. Amen. Come on. We work too hard for this church. 
Come on, have you worked so hard? We come too far, come on. Sister Charlene celebrated three years of sober. Come on. You work, you work too hard, right? Come on. Come all this way and let the devil rip you off? Come on, we work too hard to keep what God is doing in our lives, amen. And there's time the enemy's seeking to rip off our harvest, amen. We work too hard. We plowed this land too hard, amen. You know what? I'm not leaving Las Vegas. We're going to win Las Vegas for Jesus, amen. We have plowed too long. We have sown. We have watered in this land. And a harvest is coming, church. It is coming, church. That warrior spirit. That fighting, that, that fighter spirit, amen, inside of you has to wake up. Come on, I know there's warriors in this place. Come on, we, we got to rise up. You got to know who you are in God. You see, a warrior knows how to be still. Come on, he is not going to be moved. You know, let me tell you, I will not be moved from my position. Come on, I know how to stand in the gap, amen. I know how to trust God and fight. We fought, we, we, we worked too hard for this church to let a little lie come rip you off. To let a little situation, a misunderstanding rip you off. See, the enemy doesn't come pouncing at times. Sometimes he just comes with little things just to tick you off. Come on. He knows what button to punch. Come on. Bosses, you know that button. Don't push it. Don't push it. You know how she gets. You know how he gets. He knows exactly. And so sometimes it's those little things that spoil the whole thing. And so we got to understand, church, he comes in very sneaky. So you gotta, you got to stand your position. You're going to have to stand your ground. You're going to have to stand in the gap and says, I will not be moved. Amen. I worked too hard for this to so just say, I quit. I work too hard, amen, in, in serving God and, and even in, in the local church to say, you know what, I'm quitting moving somewhere else. you, you got to understand the enemy's plan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. we got to work it out, church. Turn to your neighbor and say, work it out. got to work it out. Come on, familias. We're family, right? We're going to go through some things sometimes, amen. You know what, you may not like your sister or brother, but you better love them. Work it out. Let me tell you, you go somewhere else, it's the same thing. <laughs> Work it out. Work it out. Iron it out. Get the starch can out. I know you guys know something about starch. They don't know about starch? No. It got steam dry now, huh? Just throw in the dryer, all your wrinkles come out. No, I got I to have a crease. I got to have a crease, amen. I just, that's just me. I work it out. I iron it out. When you're ironing, just say, I'm ironing it out. You got to stand your ground, church. Look good for Jesus at the same time. Come on, somebody. Come on. Understand that there is a strategy be, be, behind the battle for your harvest. It's all about timing, church. The enemy comes right at the right time. The Bible says that he, he prowls around looking for a place, looking for a time to just devour you, take you out. He's looking. He's prowling. He's looking at you. 
He's looking for that right opportunity. Listen, church, uh, he doesn't mind you plowing. He doesn't even mind you watering or seeding, amen. But once you start getting involved, once you start believing in the word of God, once you start declaring over your home, your marriage, once you start to take those necessary steps forward and start growing, well, it's a different story. Right when their harvest is about to come, that's when the enemy shows up. Your blessing, uh, your answer, uh, your miracle is on the way, and he comes in and rips you off. You see, you don't get to choose your enemy. See, the children of Israel didn't get to choose their enemy. See, you don't get to choose uh, who comes against you, church. Jesus didn't choose who would try to stop him from fulfilling his destiny. Come on, it was one of the closest three to him on earth. Come on, uh, it was uh, the closest three, the one, the one that went with them to the Mount of Transfiguration. I'm sorry, man, this is, this is a cough drop. Can I get interpretation for that one? That was a tongue that just went out, amen. Come on, while the other nine stood below. It was, a, it was one of the men that went to him, uh, with him to the mountain to pray at the Garden of Gethsemane. And while the other nine stood outside him, and it was Peter, the one that would stand up on the day of Pentecost, the one that would preach uh, his first message where 3,000 souls got saved. It was Peter, listen, that, that looked at Jesus. In the Greek, it indicated that Peter shook Jesus and told him, I will not let you go to Jerusalem. To suffer and die. Jesus looked at Peter. Who the enemy was using at that time to try to stop him from fulfilling his destiny. And looked at Peter and told him, get thee behind me, Satan. Peter tells his friend, get thee behind me, Satan. You see, it's one thing when the enemy comes against you. It's one thing that a stranger comes against you. Someone that does not know you comes against you from fulfilling God's destiny and purpose in your life. But when it's your own family, come on somebody, when it's your friends, people that you invested in, prayed for, help you with their mess, you help them through their mess, people that you have defended, now raise a voice and speak against you. I'm here to remind you, church, you don't get to choose what enemy comes to try to rip off your harvest. You can't choose your enemy. If we were able to choose our enemy, we would choose someone that we can defeat easily. Right? Come on, look around and say, I can take that guy out. <laughs> no, no, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> no. Come on, if we can choose our enemy, we would choose someone that's weaker than us, Right? Come on, if we were able to choose who opposes our ministries, if we were able to choose the battles in our homes, in our marriages, amen, our battles wouldn't last very long. We would dust our hands and say, man, that was easy. Wouldn't that be nice? Every battle, man, you get to choose and you get to win it every time. You see, David didn't choose the bear or the lion that came against him to attack his sheep. He didn't choose a battle with a nine-foot-tall uh, giant named Goliath. 
Come on, he didn't choose the battle with King Saul. But let me ask you a question, church. Would David's confidence and his courage have grown in the Lord if he chased out an angry sheepdog, a chihuahua? Peanut. Come on. Would he gain that confidence, that courage, amen, if he just slain a little dog, amen, instead of slain a giant, a bear, and a lion with his bare hands? Would David have won the king's daughter in marriage and his family being exempt from all taxes, amen, if he fought a skinny Philistine kid with one arm instead of the giant Goliath? Would he? See, if you want to grow in the Lord, how many want to grow in the Lord here? We're going to have to go through some tough obstacles. You're going to have to face the bear. You're going to have to face the lion and the giant in your life. You're going to have to do this in order to have some, any confidence and courage in God. Someone once said, if, you, if, 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 if nothing is going on in your life, it could be that nothing is going on in your life. There has to be a battle, church. There's always a constant battle in our walk with God. But God takes us from battle to battle and glory to glory, right? Get victory, church. It's those battles that you grow. Don't it feel good when you've gone through a battle, tough time, you come out like, yeah, a little stronger, a little confident in the Lord. You trust God a little, a little bit more, amen, man. You're like, yeah. You kind of feel good within yourself. I mean, who's going to feel good fighting a skinny guy with one arm? Yeah, you're bad. You're that bad. <laughs> Could be. But, you know, we have to understand, church, if you want to get anywhere, if you want to accomplish something in life, you're going to have to get rid of the, of the mentality of a stress-free life. Stop trying to live in the movie you just saw. Come on, stop, stop living in that fairy tale. Why can't you be like him? Why can't you be like her? Why can't life be like this? No, because life is not like that. In this life, you're going to face battles and storms. You're going to face tribulations. You're going to face all kinds of things in this life, church. See, if you're going to reap your harvest, somebody want to reap their harvest. Somewhere down the line, you're going to have to stand up and face your adversary and say, if God be for me, uh, come on, who can come against me? Hallelujah. Come on, you got to stand up and rise up and say, no way. Not today, devil. You're not going to have your way, church. The enemy you're facing right now, you got to understand, uh, the trial that you're going through right now could just be a promotion of things to come. Come on, if you're going through the fire, it may be that a blessing's on its way. Come on, somebody. Come on. Fire is not the time to bail. Fire is the time to stand in it. Fight it through because something's about to happen. Come on, when there's trials and storms hitting in our church, man, I say, God, you're about to do something. I don't know what you're going to do, but it's all right. Amen. They may be going through some hell right now, but praise the Lord. You're going to do something right now. You're going to build them. You're going to do something. Joseph would never ended up second in command. 
if, his, if he didn't have his jealous brother sell him into slavery. A wife who falsely accused him of rape. A, a king who did not have the courage to defend Joseph. who threw him in jail. He knew his wife was lying. Oh, he knew. Oh, he knew. Joseph didn't get to choose his battles, amen, but that did not stop him. That did not stop him from getting up, amen, from sitting down, amen. That didn't stop him from giving up, amen. He faced it, he defended it, and promotion came. Daniel would not have become a great leader in the nation if there was no lion's den. Come on, you won't get anywhere, church. We won't get to our destination unless we're willing to stand up and fight. The good news is, church, we don't fight alone. Come on, stand up and fight. We've gone so far, too far. We've been saved for some time, church. And a battle comes, you know the Lord's going to take you through it again. Come on, it's time to just square up, amen, and say, come on, let's do this. We're going to have to fight, church. We're going to have to fight. We've got to continue to fight, amen. God brings rest in between the fight, but there's always a fight. But the fight, amen, it's just another promotion. Come on, devil, come on. You think you're bigger than my God? Let's go. Let's throw down. Come on, you're not going to take my family. You're not going to take my kids. You're not going to take my husband. You're not going to take my wife. You're not going to take what God has given me, amen. I fought too long for this harvest. You guys are clapping like you don't believe it. Yeah, I'd be clapping harder. I'm preaching louder than you're responding. Hallelujah. We have believers in the house. That storm and battle, it's not going to last, church. Stand in and fight. Don't give up. Don't, don't let the devil come in and rip off a harvest that you've been working so hard for. Believing for, trusting God for. Why would you fold up? Why would you just lay down and die? That's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a God of restoration. He's a God of multiplication. He's a God of increase. He's a God of blessing. Come on, he's a God that heals. He's a God that answers. He's a God that so he knows you. He's always with you, church. We don't fight alone. David says the battle's not ours. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said the God that we serve will save us. Come on, when you're going through the fire, think about those boys who stood their ground. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, church, I'm here to let you know that the Spirit of the Lord rises up a standard against him. Hallelujah. That no weapon formed against me, come on, shall prosper hallelujah come on you got to declare that you got to pray that over your situation pray the scriptures over you church god's word is powerful remind the devil amen come on my god is bigger than you come on you can huff and puff all you want amen but you're not going to blow my house down amen i'm done amen i'm going to stand my ground i'm going to believe in god Listen, church, if the thief is effective in stealing your harvest, guess what? He'll come back again. He's going to come back again. 
He's like a big bully that wants to take away your milk money. Come on, somebody. If you don't put up a fight on Monday, guess what? On Tuesday, he's looking for you and nobody else because he knows he can take it from you. Come on, if you don't, if you don't do that, listen, you got to understand, he will keep looking for you until you defeat him, until you stand up, until you fight, church. Come on, come on. If you will not stand, he'll be looking for you on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He'll think about you all weekend and look for you on Monday. Come on. This happened to us, guys. We've given up. You haven't made your stand. You haven't make your, your, your you haven't stood your gap and stood in the gap and said, God, I, not today. Devil, not today. I'm tired of, of going back. I'm tired of going through the cycle. The cycle, amen, uh, of what I'm going through. Where there's victory in my life, and then there's a cycle that I get ripped off it. And all of a sudden we're going back. And now we even think about quitting. When are you going to stand up and fight? When are you going to square your shoulders and say, you know what, that, that's it, I'm done. Let's, let's fight. Let's do this. When are you going to trust God, church? You have to make up your mind. You're going to have to stand up one day. So you know what, it's going to get, it's going to get a little tough here. I may get a little beat up, amen, but he's not taking my milk money no more. Hallelujah. Come on, you're not going to take my milk money no more, amen. Come on, you got to be like Popeye and say, you know what, that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. Fight the devil, amen. Come on, church. Everybody needs milk. You guys will get it on the way home, amen. It's all right. See, you may not feel like fighting, church, but you don't have an option. Come on, like I said to do, I said before, you don't get to choose your enemy. That's why Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 to put on the full armor, able to stand your ground when the day of evil comes, amen. When your battle comes, when your enemy comes to steal your harvest, amen. You must be strong in the Lord and in his might. Church, we're not on our way to Disneyland. Come on, we're here to do battle on our way to destiny, the promises of God and the harvest that God has called us to. Come on, you don't get saved and live happily ever after. One day we will. But let me tell you, you just got invited to storms, battles, and trials. Amen. Come on, things that you didn't even know in the world. You get saved, man, I'm going through a battle. You tell people that are not saved, what's a battle? What's a, what, do you, what do you mean? Oh, you'll see. The fight is continued. Do you think he's just going to let you go and have church? The enemy wants to rip you off. The enemy's out to steal, kill, destroy. He don't want you to reach your destiny in God. He doesn't want you to stand on the promises of God. He wants you, amen, to grab a hold of your harvest. Listen, church, the owner has more power than the thief. This has nothing to do on how many hours you pray in tongues or how much you read your Bible, church. Whatever God gives you, whatever door opens to you, you have right to right full ownership to that that he gives you, church. You have authority to possess it. If you're an overcomer, stand on it and say, I'm an overcomer. Possess it. 
take ownership of what God gives us. Are you more than a conqueror? Possess it. Back in the garden, the enemy didn't drive Adam and Eve out of the garden. The enemy didn't have right to. Why? Because it didn't belong to him. Satan doesn't have power to drive out Adam and Eve out of the garden because he did not have ownership of the garden. You see, the enemy does not have power to steal your harvest that God has given you. He can't steal your harvest. Listen, if you choose to defend it. Because it's not his harvest, church. It's your harvest. You got to choose to defend. You want the promises of God, the things that he has spoken over you? Stand and defend it. He said it, it's done. He spoke it, it's done, church. Whatever he told you, it's done. Take it to the bank. Stand on it. Now you got to fight in it. Now you got to believe it. Now you got to understand, you know what? God has spoken, I'm going to stand on this. I'm going to take ownership of this. Because he will come in and rob it, church. But when you take a stand and you make a, you stand in the place of ownership and you completely surrender and submit your God to God, amen, he cannot take it. James says to resist the devil and he what? Flees from you. Because he has no authority over what God owns. But before you can resist the devil, you must first do what James says in chapter verse, uh, 4, verse 7. Submit yourself then to God. You have to submit within your own mind. You've got to make up your own mind and then to the Lord, church. It starts with you. Say It starts with me. Come on, we have free will, church. Until you make up your mind, until you wake up, until you start to fight, that's when you start to defend. Take ownership of what God has given you. See, in the Greek, submit means demands action. It's a command. Submission is not the same as obedience. It's a surrender of one's will. And when you surrender, it leads to obedience. That's why James says in verse 6, amen, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. It's when we humble ourselves, church, put our pride aside, do it God's way instead of your way. That's when we submit, church. See, the thing is, we don't, we don't do it God's way. We take over. Come on, somebody. We take over. We're going to fix the problem. I'm going to fix the situation. I'm going to do it my way. You know what? God's not moving, so I, I need to help him out. Come on, it's the truth. And then we mess it up. And now you're more jacked than when you first started. Just do it God's way. Submit yourself. Come under His authority. Take possession of what He's already spoken over you. And stand in it. Stand in it. It's a hard battle, church, but He's, he's for you. He's with you. I, can't, I, I, I cannot imagine my wife stand for this, this guy to get saved for 10 years. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't comprehend her battle. I, I, the fight and the lies of the enemy, yet she stood her ground and says, I am going to stand. I'm going to believe my husband to get saved. Ten years of fighting. Ten years of listening to lies. Ten years of seeing no change, church. Ten years of not seeing a harvest. 
years. She stood her ground. The promise is here, church. You don't stand, you're not here. It's the truth sometimes. I don't know where you guys would be. Take it on my stand. I don't know where I am. See, there's stands that we have to take. There's things that you've got to declare over yourself because there's greater promises than just making it through the fight, church. There's so much blessings ahead that you're so blinded by the troubles and all this stuff that you don't even see what God's going to do. Come on, it comes down the line. It comes down in promotion, amen. But you've got to stand the fight. You got to see your marriage healed. You got to see your kids saved. You got to see you doing great things for God, amen. And not look at yourself as a, as a nobody in the kingdom of God and say, I'm a somebody. God spoke over me. God said, declare something over. I'm going to stand on you and I'm going to possess it. I don't see it right now, but I'm going to possess it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to possess it. I'm going to declare it over my life. Doesn't look good, but I'm going to possess it. God's in control. I'm going to be still. Know that he's God. Parents, no one is more qualified than you. Mom and dad, no one is more qualified than you reaching your children from the kingdom of God than you. Nobody knows their hearts like you know their hearts. No one can touch them like you can touch them. It's okay to have other people pray for them, but don't stop praying yourself. Remember, the harvest time, this enemy comes to steal what you give up on. Parents, don't give up on your kids. Contend for your harvest. Come on, you give up, the enemy takes it. It's up to you. You've got to make sure you take the dust off your Bible, church. You keep getting on your knees and seeking God. Keep the praise in your heart. Stand your ground, church. Church, there are two kinds of people when trouble comes. The ones who stand and the ones who run. It's faith that stands, it's fear that runs. You must stand your ground, church. Because God is with those who stand. In 2 Samuel 23, 11, it says, The Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field of, full of lentils. Israel's troops fled from them, but Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field, defended it, and struck the Philistines. Amen. And the Lord brought a great victory. Come on. He stood in the middle of a bean field and defended the promises of God for Israel. Amen. He stood by himself, but the Lord was with him and took out Philistine after Philistine. Amen. And God gave him a reward. Amen. He stood on the promises of God. In the book of Judges, amen, it was Gideon that stood up, amen, and stood in the gap for Israel when they were living, come on, a, a rebellious life, not obeying God. It was him that made stood the gap, amen, stood in the gap and said, you know what, I'm going to stand on the promise of God for Israel. Got to make a choice to make a stand, church. Listen, the battle that you're going through is because something is growing inside of you. Your adversaries attract it to it, and wants to destroy it. He sees the potential. He can see God moving, church, and he doesn't want it to come to pass. 
The enemy never comes. Listen, he'll never come unless you have a harvest. When you're going through the battles, why? I'm telling you who, you're valuable. There's something of value inside of you. Come on, it's not like God's picking on you. It's not like, you know what, uh, why me? There's a a value inside. The enemy wants to rip you off. Remember the Midianites? They only showed up when there was a harvest, right? Understand, church, you have value. You may not see it, but there's something inside of you that's growing. You are worth more than you think. Come on, somebody. You're worth more than you think. There's more for you than against you, church. Listen, the presence of the thief is only proof that there's a harvest coming, church. You can can see the thief and not the harvest, but you need to open your eyes, church, because there's a harvest coming. If the devil is working overtime on you, tempting you, pushing you, frustrating you, it may be that there's something of value inside of you. If you didn't have any value, he wouldn't be wasting his time. He wouldn't be trying to pull you. He wouldn't try to be messing with you. He knows there's something inside of you. Church, we've got to make the stand. Make the stand and fight. As I close today, you see, the Lord is there when you make a stand. Not when you run, but when you stand. When you fight, church, He's right there. You gotta, you got this banner for our, our year. Be still, church, is reminding us. He's been faithful throughout the years been faithful whatever time frame that you've been saved. God has always been there and He's always been reminding us just trust me. Be still in me. and Know that I'm your God and I will take care of you. Come on. You don't get to choose the enemy church. But if God be for you no one can come against you church. Come on. Fight for your marriage. Couples, fight for your marriage. You are a great asset together, not apart. I put you together to be a powerful force. Don't give up on that. Fight. Fight for your children. Come on. They may be rebellious, running around, screaming, ah! Fight for them. Speak blessing over them, not curse. Speak the blessing and the promise of God over their lives. Speak that they're going to be this or that. Speak it over them. Come on, speak speak destiny. Speak, speak harvest over them. Don't look at the present. Keep sowing seeds, mom and dad. You're going to see a harvest. You will see a harvest. Come on, God will, will bring it through. If you have to pray a little bit more, you've got to fast a little bit more, fight a little more, stand a little bit longer, then do it. Do whatever you got to do to defend your harvest. It's coming, church. How many are standing for their harvest? If you're standing for your harvest, stand up. Come on, stand up. If you're standing for your harvest, 
You're going to stand for your home. You're going to stand for your marriage. You're going to stand for those unsaved loved ones. You're going to stand for the very promises of God that's inside your life. God wants to do, wants you to stand and believe. Don't listen to the lies. Don't listen to the, to the, the one that comes and whispers those lies to you. Listen to the voice of God. If you are his sheep, his sheep know his voice. Listen to the Father. He's there to encourage you. He's there to to help you through. And he's here to fulfill every dream and destiny for you guys. There's powerful force here. Listen, if we can all just stand in the gap like you're standing right now and stand and possess what God has placed inside you, let me tell you, we we can win this city quickly. Come on, we can start seeing family members get saved, church. But how can they get saved if you're not believing for yourself? If you're just standing here and just coming and fighting and struggling, take ownership. Take ownership of the promises of God and start believing it for you. How can you even pass them to your children when you don't even believe it for yourselves? Let your children see God's powerful hand upon you. Let your children see the movement of God upon your life. And maybe they'll believe it for theirs. Church, it starts with you. You. Say me. With every head bowed, every eye closed.